This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends Podcast. We are less our gracious host, gracious, our, our special, our special, our special, special host. Uh, Conrad's out the rest of the week. He went to Run Good in San Diego with Corey and the crew. So it's just me and the kids. I left. love that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you did there brad emphasis on kids. i do mm-hmm. I, I i didn't really you told me you bought it from uh a still pittsburgh city. still city yeah pittsburgh company i i didn't realize it until i looked i was like oh yeah those are kind of pittsburgh colors there yep yeah. they kind of are well i mean there's a, like a white in there which like wow. i don't know you know we, we don't wear white yeah, in pittsburgh. I, well everybody wears white like right. what white is just the the you know the yeah. way team color right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, well, it, it threw me off. It's not Philly green, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Birds. Go birds. Relax. Are you are you like going into like uh, bird withdrawal? Honestly, I kind of understand like why you, you guys. Ready for, you ready for 2024 season? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of am. This is what happens. I think I need to start watching basketball. You need another now. sport. Yeah, baseball is coming up very, very soon. I like baseball. There you go. I actually really like watching baseball. Phillies are good too. Phillies yeah. very good. Yeah. I, think so. I actually am a Yankees fan. Okay, they're really good too. There you go. But I'm only a, a strictly early 2000s Yankees fan. That's fine. Oh well, that's that's when they were really good. Good news good. is Hideki that's Matsui, over. Yeah, <laughs> Jeter. Jeter. Mm-hmm. Um, There's plenty of Japanese players in the league. Yeah, you should be a Dodgers good. fan. They now no, have. No, I shouldn't. Otani. <laughs> well, they have Otani, and they have the new uh, Japanese pitcher that it's they not gave. It's about like... Japanese people. It's more... <laughs> you just named a bunch of Japanese people. I just people. named Hideki Matsui. What? Yeah. I saw where you were going with it. Well, no, but that was because because when I was growing up, my mom was like so die hard uh, Yankee fan, and she painted our basement like pinstripes, like mm. and um, bought all this memorabilia. It was really weird, actually. She, she like got into the rabbit hole of memorabilia. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like Derek Jeter and uh, what's that guy's name? The pitcher, um, whatever. Okay. You know? Could have been yeah. one of many. Pe- they, Pete. Pettit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Pettit. Yeah. Pettit. Pettit was nice. Mm-hmm. Pettit was real nice. You go, oh, Pettit. <laughs> oh, Jeter. <laughs> 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 oh, I love Jeter. Get <laughs> you someone that looks yeah. at Jeter. I know, right? The way my mom looked at Jeter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, good times. <laughs> good times. So yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. All right, go Yankees. I gotta be. My mm-hmm. my family is Yankees. great. You and Conrad have something in common. I know. Just what we've been looking for. It's Actually, the, it's the only thing I have in common with the uh, like shitty New York fans from football. See, well, you know what? Right. I actually do. You know who Anthony Volpe is? He's he's a Yankee. He's a young. No, I, like I gotta his get second familiar year. with the new yeah. Yankees. Yeah. So it, yeah, uh, Anthony Volpe. He plays, uh, I believe, shortstop or third base. Uh, for the Yankees, and um, I actually play with his grandfather at at, <laughs> at South Point. Oh, yeah, 
Okay. Good old JJ. We should get him on the podcast. <laughs> J- shout out to JJ. Shout out to JJ. Yeah. Shout out to JJ. <laughs> hey, we, you know, we, we bonded over being Italian. He's like, right. oh, yeah, I'm Italian. You know, because Italian people like to tell you that you're Italian. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm Italian too. <laughs> you guys are fast friends. Can't, and then we became can't fast confirm. Friends and, yeah. yeah. Italian people do like they to tell do. you we that do. they're Italian. We, we can't help ourselves. It's like people from New York too. They like to tell you they're from New York. Yeah, because yeah. it's a cult. It's, it's like, very, I'm from New York. Because it's know. a strong culture. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah they're Italian Americans have a really strong culture. Yeah, Michelle gets mad when people be like, I'm from New York. I'm like, oh, really? What borough? Then, and they're like, Buffalo. She's like, that's not, yeah, that's not New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> it's a big state. Secondly, yeah. I think people want to tell you that they're from New York so that you don't jump to any conclusions and assume that they might be from New Jersey. <laughs> Which right. oftentimes they are. Right. That's a big thing to clear up. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey's cool, though. The accent's kind of, you know, yeah, you would say that. You're from Philly. You're the underarm of Pennsylvania. No, <laughs> that's Jersey. I mean, I'm glad I'm not from I'm Jersey, but. Right. But I think Jersey's cool. Shout out to Jersey Joe. <laughs> <laughs> JJ in the chat, as always. Oh, man. All right. Before we, this turns into a geography lesson. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. I'm not going to win. Uh, let's let's uh, outline a little bit of today's show. We got a few things on the docket. A couple updates. Uh, Kessler took a liking to our poll yesterday. Mm-hmm. Four dollars. How about that Kessler going? I don't, I don't tap, but I kiss it. What? What? That? What do you mean? What? You guys, so you guys don't read my Twitter. Incredible. <laughs> what so happened? Funny. It's the best out of context quote it's I've so seen in of, so long. So someone tweeted at Kessler the uh, video of people like kissing the slot machine as they play it. I think oh. the guy was using his nose to like tap the slot, but it looked like he was it kissing looked like it. it. Oh, and I then, saw that. And yeah. then they were like, Kessler, do you do this? And then mm-hmm. he just says like out of context, it just says. I don't kiss, but I tap it. And uh, so I did like, <laughs> I did like the make it a quote thing. So it's like a, a picture oh, of a quote that oh, says like, I don't kiss, but I tap it. It's <laughs> so good, That's man. Amazing. He's like very funny, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny. It's funny. Oh, oh man. man. Gift that keeps on giving. Okay. He really is. He truly is. Uh, I, I quote tweeted the, the poll yesterday and I said something to the effect of like, uh, how could it not be him handed mob shaming Graf Tackle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he replied something to the effect of like, what? He didn't have a good... Re- I motivated him. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> and I go, yeah, that's it, Alan. He, really believes he was a real nobody before you get Isn't that funny? Like, fired his he's ass. He's been around forever and he's like breakout player nominated and like... Kessler is? No. Oh, uh, I was going to say... That would be ridiculous. What? <laughs> that would be ridiculous. No, Graf Oh, yeah, I mean... I well, guess maybe live. When online and live collide, you know? It's like, I, I think this happens pretty commonly. Because to me, he's like kind of legend already. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing high stakes so, online for five, six, maybe maybe longer, longer, right? Longer, I think. I don't know. It seems like he's been around. Um, I, I think that kind of stuff happens often, though, where online guys transition. You, you know, Like, uh, I'm thinking like when Linus first moved into the live world. It I was, feel like everyone knew about Linus. Yeah. Or, or is it more sectioned like online fans and live fans? Well, I think when Linus moved to live, he went straight to Triton. Right. Right. So the crossover there. Everyone already knew him as a cash right, right. legend. Yeah. Like but, uh, but also like the crossover is a little bit cleaner there. Okay. If he had like transitioned into playing like WSOP World Series high rollers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it would have been a bigger deal of like, oh, this guy's. Yeah. Maybe. You know, kind of the, the new young stud. Um, same thing with Bruzy. 
Like mm-hmm. when he jumped onto the scene live, that was the first a lot of people were hearing of him. But he kind of already been doing his thing live or online rather for a while. At least yeah. as a content creator. Yeah. I don't know. I just want fucking Kessler to talk shit on my hand and mob. Actually, I think he did already. I'm sure he did. I think he compared it oh, to Jonathan. Kenny, you have three, you have four million in earnings. Almost like, five. Almost five? <coughs> wow, How much really? did you lose? Honestly, I, I'm... About I, six. No, I, I think my RI is pretty high. Yeah, it has to be. Because most of those scores are pre-high rollers. Yeah, and your volume is low. Very low. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, right. a, lot of those, a lot of those winnings are on, like, you know, $1,500 buy-ins mm-hmm. and shit. The only big buy-in you ever played was the high roller, and you cashed your... Binked it. Like, yeah, you three extra your money. On I played it twice, but I'm still winning, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. You probably have a higher ROI in high rollers than most people. Yeah, I've played <laughs> a dozen. <Shh. laughs> you know, it's like, honestly... Don't play anymore before you regress to the mean. There, there's going to be... <laughs> Apparently sample size doesn't mean anything these days. Yeah. So, it, I mean, It's really, really wild. I, I, I understand because I come from the live side. And, you know, this is an argument we've had, like, Dawning all the way back to early 2000s. Remember John Ford was a heads up crusher or whatever. Yeah. He played a lot of hypers and stuff. And mm-hmm. volume is key. Yada yada. And I was just a live guy who was putting in 10 hours a day at 510. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> who wants to play 20 tables? This is stupid. Mm-hmm. And I get it because like the brains, like like the way that each player makes money is so very different. You know, mm-hmm. it's such a, yeah. it's such a precision type of, kind of dissecting your opponents one tiny little edge at a time whenever you're playing these online games you're putting in mass volume and stuff mm-hmm. and live it's like it's so it's so Variable. like in the meta yeah, yeah you're just like you're just like raking somebody over the coals in a spot where like they're angry at their girlfriend and they're taking it out on you and <laughs> blasting off the bottom of range you kind of catch them yeah. in a spot where you feel it you know mm-hmm. like you just knew it was going to happen type yeah. of thing there's a lot of win right there. So I understand yeah. the... There is so much more meta, especially when most people are multi-tabling online. Yeah. So you're, people are kind of just in bot mode. It really just becomes like mechanical, you know, where it's it's all about like, I have edges in these I nodes. I like that though. Like when you get into like flow of online, mm. not that I play online anymore. I just get destroyed by bots. But. Sure. <laughs> become the bot, Melissa. Yeah. I don't know how. I can't bot. code. Like. Oh, man <laughs> learn to code struggling out here i was playing win 25 like last year and some guys just casually going oh yeah i bought on ignition oh yeah i mean you I don't like, the heck like what's stake so i don't play them <laughs> but yeah so it's like i understand why the the live guy doesn't really comprehend volume at all like not even just uh with regard to poker but just like at all mm-hmm. right um, but now I finally gotten to put in like a fair amount of volume against the same player pool and I get it now. I just like, I understand it so much more deeply than I think I did before. You like, get the online thing more? Well, I, I, I get, uh, let's call it the in-between. I understand the in-between in the sense that, uh, when you just get to play endless hours with the same people, their weaknesses become like spotlights to you you know yeah. they, they just light up red and you're just like oh i'm just gonna press on that until they do something That's to change true. yeah right and most people who are like putting in even mass volume in mtts uh in like live events where they're playing hundreds of events a year they play with the same opponents so infrequently mm-hmm. that that just never really comes to Unless fruition it's like 
maybe the high rollers, but they're going to have less egregious. Right, like, right, right. So. Yeah. And and we almost quantify that subset as being online guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they're just doing it in the live round. <laughs> right. So it's like, I totally understand this disregard for volume and like sample size and everything else. And uh, it really makes the overreaction, I think, between the, the land and JBEX bet to me make a lot more sense. Not even in the sense that, um, you know, people are choosing sides. Like, of course, that's naturally going to happen. But the way that the public, I don't know if it's necessarily the public money because I don't know what the side market looks like, but the way the public tone. The side market's given yeah, juice. Yeah, it's given a little juice to us. Well, mm -hmm. as they should, though. I mean, it's annoying because it's like, okay, all these people are looking for unlimited action at even. What does that mean? That means that we can ask for juice. Like, right. like oh, it's so ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. They're asking, like, hello are you like you understand how this works i don't think he does actually but it's yeah. just supply and demand is right. it not mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. I, I mean i don't know why it's so like mind-boggling it's like not that i don't believe in landon i just think i can get a better price based on what people are wanting of course right of why course. would you not take that and, yeah it's like oh mm -hmm. no you, i think he's a huge favorite but you shouldn't be asking for why mm -hmm. not yeah do you have right. a reason or are yeah you it's like you're at the that? store and something's on sale but like no i really like it i'll pay full yeah, price i actually would rather have full price <laughs> yeah you know what you know right. what i'm gonna actually pay double rate yeah. so, is that okay so i think like <laughs> i think like the the sentiment that you know basically the people who don't do things at high volume, but generally like stick to the live realm and are accustomed to navigating the meta, basically investing in all the things that I previously spoke about that I, I actually do believe in. I understand why that large collection of people are just like team Becker, like, let's go. I want to fire on this kid. He gets it. He's in the arena, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But what I find to be ironic is uh, if we were able to run this trial call it over a thousand simulations, 10,000 simulations. Do we think that the same people would be betting laying a price on Becker as opposed to Landon? Because at the end of the day, like if the answer is yes, then they just truly believe that he understands the game of No Limit Hold'em better than Landon. I mean, at least from someone that I'm betting with, they said that if it was like a longer sample, they would... Landed. But but why but why like what, I don't really what, get that. Yeah, logic, exactly. it doesn't make any sense. It just means like, that's it right. just, you're like just guessing entirety. that one person will run better. Right, right. Like like you you're saying someone is better in a lower um, sample size, like a more volatile. People believe. I guess, yeah, doesn't which, make any sense. Which means that you're kind of just gambling. I don't people know. truly right. believe that when the sample is not significant, you can control some sort of mitigating factor. Oh, like. Like the, metaphysical? Yeah, that swings right. things in your that'd favor. Be like, that'd be like if you did run like 10,000, you know, iterations <laughs> of this. But you were like, oh, okay, we're going to take one one hundredth of a percent of that somewhere in that sample size. And then you get that. And then that's so you'd want you'd want Becker in that random sample size than anywhere else, which doesn't make any sense. They're that, manifesting, though. I mean, you could well, manifest. Not, I mean, if we're talking about manifestation, this is a whole nother conversation. I still want to get some more action down, so let's not say too much. Like, okay. About that. Well, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's sorry. I thought, you, thought your bags were filled. That, not yet? Okay. Sorry. That's what I find to be ironic about the whole thing is that I don't know that anyone thinks that in like, you know, an ABI of 3K, that Becker's ROI is going to be higher than Landon's. And that's what we're betting. That's strictly what we're betting. It doesn't matter what the sample is. It could be one of one or it could be one of 1,000. Maybe do you, maybe they're betting that like, that like he'll quit? 
No. No? No, because, I mean, we don't even have... As far as I know, there isn't even like a clause for quitting. It's just a gentleman's agreement that everybody's going to play. Right, 25, mm -hmm. yeah. The the required volume. So it's like, no, but I get it because like I I totally get what they're saying. Like it's why I bet on fucking Dean Eggs versus First, well, Doug. That wasn't because you hate Doug? It was partly because I hate <laughs> Doug. Some bias in that it was, one. Yeah. It was partly because I yeah. hate Doug. It was partly because Dean Eggs was uh, a four to one dog. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's hard to yeah, it's like yeah. getting a nice price here is good, heads but up especially. But I truly believe that, like, oh well, he'll he'll find these nooks and crannies to do some shit, like <laughs> okay, a ninja. So that's what they're thinking. Well, yeah. I think, and also, and when you see like a lot of winners' photos and stuff, you're like, he must be doing like there's something he knows that we don't, like, kind I, of thing. I I spoke to some really intelligent people, and even their first reaction was. Like, how does Becker perform versus idiots compared to Landon? Right. And I'm like, well, you guys were like, that doesn't matter. Like, that just doesn't matter. Uh, unless you're saying that, like, part, mm, it might matter it, a little yeah, bit. I kind of want to take the other side on that. I, th I feel yeah. like it matters. Yeah. Just, well, in, in, in the tournaments that they'll be playing. But it doesn't. Why? Because they're for, first. Obviously, the money's made late. I, right. The money is made late, there. which is most important. Uh, and secondly, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but oh, here we go. The the <laughs> average player in WSOP events are much better than they were in years past. Like, yeah, but for Landon, I'm much closer. Idiots. Uh, yes, but okay. Case in point. No, I am, no offense. I am much closer to the average two K. WSOP entrant than like Lamana is. Okay, the a two K, yeah. Yeah. What's the lowest you think you'll? Is this too much information? What's the lowest buy in you think you'll play? I don't know yet. We have okay. to look at the schedule. But it's not just WSOP. <laughs> the three hundred gladiator, obviously. It's not just WSOP events, and those structures don't even like call for. You think you guys anyway? will play any mutual twenty five Ks? Well, it's ten K. It's ten K and under at the moment. Yeah, oh, okay. but then like anything higher than that would probably just be talked about mm -hmm. as one-off events. Like gotcha. if he's playing the twenty-five k heads up, I'm sure it's we can get across. Ten k under, I guess. There's no minimum. Not that that would maybe matter. No, it's just mutually yeah. played stuff, right? Where, but like, but I'm, you're not going to play anything really small. Like you're not going to go play like the. I don't intend like to. The two hundred dollar tournament at. at like, you're not going to play dailies. I do not intend on playing the dailies unless right. they like the win like one k dailies were first. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend playing the dailies because I think. He's clearly got something going on with them. <laughs> yeah, maybe fade the dailies. Fade yeah. the dailies. Yeah, let's, 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 but, let's fire a lot of 10Ks. <laughs> <laughs> Skip like, the dailies. Like, there are people in the chat saying, like, JBEX's ROI is over 100% in 1500s. Like, I, I'm sorry to break it to That's you guys. Nobody's ROI is over 100% in 1500s. Like, they're just not. And if they are, Unless the, it's, it's over a small sample. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> But like, <laughs> if anybody's winning greater than 100% in 1500s, it's like this small collection Maybe of people. Maybe Darren Elias. Yeah, it's a small collection of people who are just like very fucking elite. Yeah. And probably not playing 1500s, right? Like, Once your ROI is 100% in 1500s, you don't play, yeah. you, you move yeah. up. Like is yeah. Ike over 100% in 1500 events? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. But I, we'll never know because he's never going to fucking play them. Yeah. You know what Unless I mean? Unless he gets a bet down. That Bet down, maybe. Nope. No, don't even think he would do it then. Not. It'd have to be a big bet. Just like a 600% crossbook. Hard to go from maybe those cushy, 6, uh, small field high rollers where they feed you. Yeah. 
they you know brush your hair and they like Swag bags, feed you grapes yeah. and stuff and then you go and slum it in the 1500 the millionaire maker they like, stuff you into a little corner in the room you of around Paris. with your little bag <laughs> so fucking demoralizing oh go walk through the smoke with your bag honestly mm-hmm. one of the craziest things that i think happens during the summer is moving people from paris to horseshoe mid-event it's insane is it not like it's a it's too far it's too far they don't make you close the bags like there's a whole lot of stuff going like that's a little like that doesn't bother me it's a little messy i I just it's you're right it's messy it's messy and Uh, it it just feel like like Like, is anything is anything ridiculously awful gonna happen probably not but like could two people just combine one bag absolutely Mm. i mean there's there's people there's like the big chips and you know oh don't say there's there's it's fucking hundreds of people moving from one they don't move hundreds hundreds at once they do do it in small sections okay but it's hundreds total right yeah (laughs) and it's like and and you're moving are you really gonna i mean people would i mean there are people out there but like it's negative roi for them to try to risk their tell me tell me this no did you see the master if men the master and three of his buddies are moving from paris to horseshoe how do you feel about that it's it's and they're all very secure in a ziploc bag it's not okay and and did you see on ebay they're selling the wsop chips are they yeah like they they sell these on ebay so people clearly are taking them from their bags Mm -hmm. it's funny to me like the the high markup that they sell i was gonna say i I saw like the 25ks were like 2k or something really (laughs) okay we shouldn't say that because people are going to actually start selling them i mean they're losing money well i I saw like actual like uh like uh cash value chips like like a a, you know like something you get in a cash game yeah it'd be like a 25 dollar chip for 50 bucks yeah Yeah. that's convenience charge it's like you don't want to walk your ass down the to the horseshoe to get it i'll (laughs) i feel like the cash ones are usually marked down Really? Yeah, I don't know, maybe not, but mm. I just remember seeing the tournament once for WSOP and they were people like people like uh keepsakes. Yeah. Because I was looking up how much the um GG those like the main event coins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, they were yeah, they're on there. Two hundred bucks. Fuck. Bucks. I left mine at the table. They're, yeah. they're all you over would. the house. I was you like would. I was like, Mama Joe, should we collect these yeah. and sell them? Because yeah. there's like five of them laying around. Oh, the house. Definitely, definitely. I have mine by by my all right on my dresser. I look I at it every morning. If uh if any of them are mine, you're welcome to it. I oh, would yeah. prefer Let's that you make two hundred dollars on it than uh have it collect dust in my house any longer. That you know you don't use it as a chip protector no no fire protector no no what if, I, I hate knickknacks more than anything else oh on my this God. planet you are such don't a like me you are like oh uh, yeah you I'm just the opposite you of a curmudgeon fun. what you hate fun is your problem how are you the opposite of a curmudgeon because only old people would like knickknacks that's such a curmudgeonly thing to say mm-hmm. no only old people like knickknacks who likes knickknacks? People who I don't. Knit. I mean, I don't like knickknacks. Okay, because it's hard for me to keep. But why track does it bother you? Why, why is it angry? They're messy. They're, <laughs> They're just. Messy. Did you have because a trauma with knickknacks? Someone has a. If I have a little tortoise, put it on my Different. card. That's not a knickknack. That what is, is it? That's, that's very, exactly no. what a knickknack. No, that, that's exactly that is, what a knickknack is. That is a very Brandy. personal. Took this little guy right here, right? That's and a I just set him on my cards. Like that's, that's bad. That, that is a very right? personal. No. Uh, a very personal card and most protector. knickknacks are yes. most of them are like personal <laughs> to the for person knick-knacks. for like 
No. Yeah, yeah. I'm the, generalizing. You, you ask every single person, and I bet the majority of them will have a story of why they have that. Yeah, they don't uh, just carry that, arbitrary. Yeah, it's items. lucky for them for some reason. You or guys this aren't that. talking about the same thing. I what am. What are you talking? I'm about? talking about when when like companies gift you these shitty things like oh. card protectors when you're deep in the main event or day three or whatever. No, the fuck. it was just if you registered. Okay, whatever. If you <laughs> like ACR would send like venom socks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like these like, are all like lanyards. Yeah, lanyards. Uh, Wait, who's bringing their socks to the poker table? Why are you equating... Why are you equating knickknacks with things that show up at the poker table? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who the fuck made that correlation? <laughs> you, you said things they give you. I said like I hate socks. knickknacks. Like I, things scattered around my house that have been gifted for free. I would call knickknacks. I, I think they have meant a bit more like at the poker table. I would call those card protectors. Right. Well, that's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> no. I know the word for card protector, Brian. Right. I think you're saying card knickknacks. That, that use, they're, they're used for oh. protecting your cards. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought you were upset about. I would clearly specify that. that. <laughs> I hate knickknacks, like I don't all know. the clutter laying around this office, the house. But we were talking about card protectors. We were specifically talking about. <laughs> I don't a, understand, and you're like, I don't like those knickknacks. We and I'm like, okay. We were specifically <laughs> talking about something that the World Series gave us, and I. I drew the conclusion of I hate knickknacks. I hate when people right. give like I think okay. yeah. These what you're talking about is gifts. like just like random junk. Yes, but I think that's what a knickknack has is. a bit more of a sentimental <laughs> tinge to it. Maybe maybe for you. I think. I think. Well, I don't. I don't. I I'm feel like really, you're like Rudy. You just have a room full of like rocks. <laughs> I have a lot of rocks in my room from Rudy. They're crystals, okay? Because one Those day, are his because one day he's gonna pass, and I'm gonna wish I kept his rocks. Oh God, no! Yeah, I'm gonna no. Frame if them. if the end result of this is when Rudy dies, we have <laughs> as many or more rocks in the house than we do gonna, right now. I'm gonna make a sculpture of him out of his rocks. What the fuck? I don't believe you. I think she's gonna gift them. it to you, Burke, as a nickname. Yeah, and I'll give it to you because you love Rudy so much. I will, I will <laughs> honor that rock statue. No, I, but I'll keep them because because he will pass one day, and I'll say, oh, I remember these rocks. Maybe you only need one. I don't know. Oh, what I have that like means. fifteen. <laughs> it's a little much. Sure. Oh my. Oh man. Rock collection. Fucking knickknacks. Knickknack, paddywhack. Give a dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> give a dog a rock. Well, while we're on the topic of stupid things, uh, <laughs> the internet, <laughs> the internet pointed us in the direction of uh, just how incredible the IRS is with regards oh, to. Uh, the way that they tax us. Apparently, there is a little addendum in your IRS uh, filings for taxes where if you have any illegal activities or <laughs> stolen property, you actually have to price this out and include it in Stop. income earned. <laughs> so if you, you stole, must <laughs> if you steal property, you must report it it's fair, fair market <laughs> value. So, Greg, is this put, real? Yes, he put the link, the actual link to it, the IRS gov link to this Greg is a shit post well, account so the is, government is, wants of course, a cut of crime i think this Shocking. is maybe uh i think they may had like i think their hand might have been forced based off of california's yeah. lack of enforcement of petty theft mm. where now they're like all right well we got to recoup that money somehow yeah. so if you're out there stealing iphones i saw a video the other day of a guy who walked into a apple store in san francisco 
no mask, nothing. Just, just took the walked through and took forty iPhones, just ripping <laughs> oh, them I out. Did. I saw that too. Yeah, in Summerland too. And then he walks mm-hmm. out, and there's a cop car like parked on the side, like on the sidewalk, walks right past the cop car, gets in his car, and drives away. I don't understand it. It's I, very odd. I'm. I don't have much of an opinion on it, to be honest. It's rather. Uh, it's it's rather me. odd that 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 used to be a crime and is no longer <laughs> yeah i guess i guess like i don't have that much opinion on it because huh. i feel like the whole system's so broken from top to da- top bottom right like yeah, it's might as well do whatever you want well i guess what i'm getting at is uh is like clearly these stores Should've are insured got the few vision pros while he's at it like clearly these stores are insured and so then they just run the insurance claim they always get made whole and then that probably just drives up the consumer product in that area which right. means it becomes more expensive to buy Ponzi. this shit. And it just becomes this big, like, circular Ponzi yeah. where everybody... The, the the same guy who stole the iPhone ultimately ends up being the same guy who gets fucked mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. I just find it interesting that businesses still choose to operate there because, like, you would think that this would harm your bottom line in the near term enough well, that maybe you just don't want to have a, a store there. a lot of money in California. Yeah. A lot of guys that want to buy Vision Pros in, like, Silicon Valley and... Well, not, when, not when there's a black market selling them hot for half off. I was. Yeah, you out. think some nerdy yeah. guy from Stanford is like get, going to the black market for a Vision Pro? Give it time. I was at the Apple Store uh, this weekend, and I, I walked down. I was like, "Can I like?" I always wanted to like try the Vision Pro. She's like, "Oh, you have to make an appointment." It's a thirty-minute mm. experience. I'm like, I just want to put it on and yeah. see what it looks like. That's no. all I wanted. Like, no. I don't need the whole thirty-minute. They're, they're like, gonna walk you from you're corner try to, to like, corner. Yeah, trying to sell sell you it. Is this the Vision but, Pro? Yeah, that's the vision. Basically, this is what the Vision Pro is gonna be like. It looks so probably stupid. in like five years. Yeah, that was the 2003 Vision see? Pro. And yeah, but this is what it, this is what it's gonna like boil down Those to are eventually. So like Jersey Shore. These are yeah. Snooky glasses. Yeah. yeah I well, was he so got cool. tired of telling people that he was Italian, so he just decided to wear those glasses <laughs> yeah, instead. Yeah, just get me some Versaces and you know, a tan, some laundry, <laughs> gym. ATL. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see you in the gym, buddy. Uh, uh nice. we already mentioned this but by jim you mean my living room yes with tony horton on the screen yeah, you and tony hey got Battle, those, battling got those both flex uh the boys weights you know dumbbells <laughs> you know. getting jacked yeah they go up to 50 pounds you took oh, it just, personally oh, when you know. said he'd look good if he was in shape i uh, know i said he would look she did i know i said i said he would be hot if he did a trt i think <laughs> <laughs> i just think he has potential <laughs> I think mean, that's a compliment. Yeah, juice a compliment. up, turtle. Juice yeah. up. You're just, just saying, and just wait, get, ju- and get, get jacked up. You should up. do it because, like, Berkey would get so jealous. It would he be would. hilarious. He would. Yeah, if I became bigger than Berkey. You would. If, if Tortoise was all, like, teed became- up and you, <laughs> and you weren't. I would be so happy for him. <laughs> nah, you'd be like, all I want is like, someone to go to the gym with. Why is he hot? Like, this is fucked up. <laughs> no, he's, Brian's going to shave his head, too. Then he's, like, the balder, yeah. stronger version. Mm-hmm. But he'll all have a beard. Yeah. I'd have to wear these. I'd have to wear these glasses at all times. The beard would come in sick right yeah oh. if he got on trt the beard would come and say i don't know i think it's sure. time uh he just got his blood work done <laughs> i would like do to you, see it what do you think his testosterone is over or under 325 well 325 525 sorry 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 525 if it's under 325 i'm, I'm getting, <laughs> you're on, getting TRT. on trt yeah, <laughs> yeah. um five thousand hmm. what's yours uh, right, cur- <laughs> like currently this this uh, I think the last time I tested to was like six fifty. To this day, okay, I think under. Yeah, I thought under too. Well, I, I think under two. If yours is six fifty, then Andre's my- is like a thousand. Yeah, yeah well, Andres that's, I know Andre's ridiculous. Andre's fertile. Okay, like, so- I think if I was at five hundred, I'd be happy. 
Yeah, that's that's fine. So follow up question: How what what number would you set at the point where he should be concerned? Concerned, like like to actively want to raise it. Well, I think that's different because if I was a guy, I feel like I'd be on it already at this age. <laughs> like I I don't know. I think if I was a guy, I would not shy away from the enhancements. Right. It's kind of like so my, Botox for women. Yeah, but I haven't gotten Botox, so it's maybe different. But, yeah, but, but I don't think I would TRT ever do Botox. But the TRT just seems like either. such a cheat code for guys. Like you see these guys go on it, and they're just like, yeah, but hot all of a sudden. Yeah, but <laughs> it's weird. But, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I don't. You're just attracted <laughs> to cavemen. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like. Oh, you can tell when a guy has high T. Point, point, point is, I'm, I'm, what, what we're trying to get at is <laughs> if, good if shit you had, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm asking. It doesn't really matter. But if you, if you just spitball what you thought was like the average for, for his age, where do what, you think it would be? How old are you? 41? 40? 41 42. for tortoise. 42. 42. Berkey and I are both 42. Um, hmm, maybe, maybe, um, maybe 450. Okay, good. We're in the same boat. I said if it's anywhere under 350, you should be panicked. Well, and yeah, Gu- that's low, right? And Guapo goes, Guapo goes I, I think that's like completely average. And it ended up being true. Really? That's average? I mean, if you look up average for yeah. a 42-year-old male so, in the United States, average is around 350. But also, you if you look but at an average, average 42, male, yeah, there's exactly. A lot They're of, not very healthy. Uh, yeah, I mean, because your T goes down as you get overweight mm-hmm. and a lot so, of overweight Americans. So the majority of, a little skewed. The majority of Americans are overweight right i think right and yeah. sedentary and the majority, right majority of americans do not like go to the gym yeah, right? yeah they don't work it's out like with yeah you get your natural testosterone from yeah tea activities well yeah. yeah i mean at this age it starts to i can dip, when i yeah. work out i can i can like after like a week of working out i can feel the testosterone really? right. through my me body too, actually i literally can <laughs> me too no i get i get feral like working out makes me like feral i'm like ah yeah. i'm gonna rip something apart it's it's kind and of I'm crazy. like something something's different you know it's kind of crazy <laughs> that uh you could do something for so many years of your life and then just like miss out on a complete phase. So I, I've been working out since I was 14, 13 maybe. And I've been going to public gyms probably since around that time. I think LeMan and I were like eighth or ninth grade when we first went to our first public gym. And that was just the culture for me for 30 years, 25 years, something like that. But in my mid thirties, I started going to a private gym mm-hmm. and I haven't been to a public gym much since. So public gym would be like Planet Fitness type thing or? Yeah. Or 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Any, anything along those lines. And private gym is like with classes. Or- I would say private gym would be trainer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think it's crazy that I completely missed out on this fucking Zoomer wave where. Steroids? No, well that too but zoomers <laughs> love steroids it's they crazy. do they like everyone's mean they hate sex they, and they love steroids dude, it's the, the craziest are, you think one, one, the would, one okay. would make the other the, one happen the zoomer memes are actually like it's all about fentanyl steroids and fentanyl. like anime and i'm like what is going on with this generation like hey man uh, it's not don't, that don't, don't panel to me i mean that's one third of you it's not that out which far removed from the the uh mopey um emo phase millennials were oh, millennials. millennials were the emo generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know why though no so like each generation is separated by where their pluto is i don't oh, care here we I, go. I can't believe you looked at me with 
dead seriousness in your eyes. No, because it's, you know I, look it up because you actually might be interested. Look it up. <laughs> Fuck you. You might be interested. It's actually quite oh, yeah, interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah, sure. because if you look at history and ours was Pluto and Scorpio. Is Pluto a planet? Right, right, yeah. Yes. It got, it got well, re-upgraded to? in astrology too? it is, yes. <laughs> That, but but the zoomers are Pluto lately. and Sagittarius, which is much more like adventurous and right, kind of sure. Anyway, expansive. What I was getting at is <laughs> over fentanyl. apparently over the last five to ten years, this uh, this wave of just filming yourself in the gym mm-hmm. has yeah, like right. really taken over. Yeah. And I had no idea. Like Melissa's like, yeah, guys just work out shirtless in my gym. They're all flexing and filming. There's a well, there's a posing is, room. Yeah, yeah. There a lot of gyms here. Well, because there's such big bodybuilding culture in Vegas, so there's so much like yeah. posing rooms, and they do they have posing coaches for their bodybuilding and stuff. But yeah, they're always that's filming. all very strange to me in a public gym. That makes sense to me in a private gym or a gym that's I mean, like my gym's kind of private. I, I pay. <laughs> what? I have a key. You don't pay phone. enough for it to be I private. A, that's the thing. Pay, I guess I right. scan in. Pay, paying is a part of any gym. It's pretty right. private. But, but it doesn't become private till you reach a certain price point. Right. Right. <laughs> well, even then, like I wouldn't consider. Uh, What's the gym in Would you consider Summerlin? Equinox a private gym? Oh, no. Lifetime. Lifetime. Yeah, I wouldn't consider Lifetime a private gym. But it's very expensive. Really want, 250 a month. I really Ooh. want a Lifetime membership. Lifetime Jenna, got it all. I need Jenna to hook me up. Yeah, it really, is, it really has it all. You do anything except for snowboard there. Yeah, I mean, my gym is also a lot of like bodybuilding influencers. So that's like their, their vocation is like filming themselves. and Right. Yeah, and it's like they have tripods get, that you can borrow at the gym. That's, <laughs> that's wild to like, me. Like in the posing room, like, there's the, like four tripods. Don't get me wrong. Tomorrow. Like this was Gold's gym for our generation and the generations prior, but mm-hmm. it was only Gold's gym, right? And like you know, I follow like Joey Swoles and a bunch of other uh, you know fun accounts that kind of name and shame mm-hmm. uh, the people that are doing this. And it seems like it's not like relegated to a specific broy type of gym. It's mm-hmm. any gym, like twenty four hour fitness. EOS, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, there's just going to be a dude yeah, or but a girl this is, there. This is the Instagram world we live right. in, right? So it's like people are posting on Instagram. That, that's that's just what you do. You just scroll through your feed Film and you everything. just see all that. So it's just like, where they all come from? Well, there you go. Well, yeah, because what they're doing is called mogging. What's oh, that mean? What's it's when you like actively look like you're physically more intimidating than somebody else. So like mm. back when Z's like uh the first fitness influencer of like the you Myron bra, like that guy. Don't know who is, that is. What are these you're, words? You're, yeah, you're just saying like literally saying different Basically like flexing in the gym. First like, of all, the the first uh <laughs> the first fitness influencer was Dom Mazzetti and don't you yeah, forget that's it. True. Sure. Okay. Z's kind of started the whole like teens getting in the gym like aesthetic physique okay. over the I like I thought it was C bomb, no? Well, Sebum is after. Z's passed away like years ago from uh, sauna, like heart attack, like had some shit going on. Steroids. But anyways, yeah, like steroids. Partly that too. But part of it was like the movement that like bodybuilding, not like was cool, but like you can be young and start doing it and you okay. can get into the gym as like a high schooler and find like sense of self within weights. he started weights. mogging? Well, he started the like, like looking at yourself in the gym, like flexing, like getting I'm a sick pump. this mogging thing. I but don't know. Mogging is. isn't Z's related. Like mogging is like new generation related, like the fitness influencers. So like, what's it mean? You flex? It's basically like when you like try to physically intimidate and overpower what's someone. What's that mean? You like, you like, you just, you, you just do it. stand up straight or? <laughs> Man. <laughs> It's basically like you try to like you go you see someone in the gym like you kind of Square intimidate them. Or? You kind of look like you're like you want 
you want to do something yeah, like you try to scare them, like intimidate them. You just walk them. around in the gym like this. This makes me so or, like, sad. Like pumping and like and like you're kind of like looking like you you're like jacked and intimidating. It's just called mogging. So it's like oh like you mogging in the gym, bro. So this, it's like flex. You're flexing, you're flexing on them. Yeah. Okay. This, on, on just the proverbial right, flexing people. wasn't good enough. They had to come up with a different word. Right. Mogging. Right. This makes me so sad for for your generation, Landon. Why? I I don't know. I mean, I guess like to me, the is that, gi- is that this it? is fucking great. Yeah. By the way. Uh, <laughs> like he, that. That that's it, mogging. It's part of it. He basically said, if he finds Jeez, any, dude, just, his arm is nuts. It's insane. Kind of he, he it's kind of silly, right? I well, they there's they get a thing called like bigorexia. There's a there's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, of course, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Where there, they just, there's that big thing in the Brazilian culture where they inject it, oil in their muscles. Right, it's it's just, it, it oh, looks so weird, yeah. so nasty. Yeah. Uh, but he tweeted that if he sees anybody filming in his gym, he he just has the right to now be a part of their flexing video, which I think is funny. Um, <laughs> that is funny. But no, it makes me sad because I guess like at its core, to me. <laughs> And again, this is a me thing. I'm not trying to project this out onto everybody, but like from my perspective, as as the old man shaking his fist at the clouds, uh, the gym just like it, it represents this like you know disciplined uh, kind of value where it's not about the aesthetics. Like, yeah, that's a nice after aside, but it's about doing hard things and challenging yourself in a way that like you know you can't necessarily get out of everyday life. And it's now being like gamified into this social me- social media like Who system. Can look sexiest online. Yeah, exactly. Correct, but that, that, like, that's mogging. It's like when I you know, take pictures, you take pictures with other people, mm-hmm. and like you either like pronounce your jawline, or like you're taller than them, or like you look more intimidating. Like yeah. there's different kinds of mogging. There's think, height mogging, jaw mogging, chin mogging, hair mogging. Like this is low key just bullying. It's, well, <laughs> it's, it's, like it's bully a bit gay. Isn't it's it? age yeah. mogging. Well, yeah. fogging is female mogging. So, like, you start taking pictures with the girls, but like one girl tries to look better than everybody else. Okay, that's so. Smogging's kind of a bad thing. <laughs> it's just not a bad thing. It's just like Look someone. It's someone just mogging? a thing. Just a thing. Skull pleasing, a more aesthetically pleasing skull. <laughs> yeah, you know when you got the really uh, voice mogging. When you got the really is pronounced good. brow. You do hair mog on Berkey? I don't know ha- because we don't really take pictures. Much. I, don't ta- I don't take pictures with him because he's balding. Oh. <laughs> right, right, sure. It's bad for your clout. Is that balging? Yeah. It's mo- it's no it's it's uh, it's, it's hair mogging. Hair mogging. I find molding. this all to be so fascinating. <laughs> well, molding. I think it's just a side effect of like the younger generation growing up with like social media. I love how there's a quiz on this uh, site, like to the right of it, the "Am I gay?" quiz. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good quiz to be on that site. <laughs> Why can't I sleep? Quiz. <laughs> it's just interesting to me to see the way that uh, the the social standards have shifted when it comes to aesthetics, right? Like. Obviously, aesthetics have always been a very important part of culture, but like when we were growing up, it was the stick figure models on the cover of Vogue, and it was the athletes, right? Yeah. Like, well, and now yeah, th- when now you th- look at Arnold's generation of bodybuilding, it's a right. lot more natural looking than today. Well, yeah, I, Not, I, I mean, mean, yes, quote, yes. Quote, quote, no, you're right. Like, if you compare like Arnold, if you compare today. Arnold when he won Mr. Olympia to like Jay Cutler, yeah, Jay Cutler is you know, or like Nick Walker, yeah, like, yeah. He goes to my gym and he's. Jake Cutler, like the insane quarterback. He's Jake, the mutant. Jake Cutler. <laughs> they're both like Jake. Yeah. No, they're both Jay. Jake Cutler is a bodybuilder. Yeah. They're both Jay. No, Jake Cutler was J A K E was the quarterback. No, it was no, Jay. Jay. Jay Cutler. They definitely do not have the same name. They One do. of them. Is, Jay Cutler is one hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Uh, then Jake is the bodybuilder. But okay. Or, uh, or Jay, Jay Cutler is is the quarterback. I'm pretty sure they're both they're named Jay Cutler, guys. Yeah, they, they are. are. If you go to my screen here, Guapo. <laughs> 
It's so look. Oh, look at those first two people. It's Jay Cutler, the quarterback, and Jay Cutler, oh, the bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you have to say for yourself? Well, <laughs> all you showed was two pictures. Just. <laughs> oh my God, Berkey! Oh just take the L. Just click it. Just take the fucking L. Just click it. It's a Jay Cutler bodybuilder up at the top, right, right there, and then right here. Says Jay Cutler, American football quarterback. Okay, so they're both Jay Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, That's right. It is funny though to think like <laughs> how we grew up and like you know like you said we're on the magazines and now it's like the social media stuff and then like the kids that are like born today it's gonna be AI right because AI just you know generates essentially the perfect person right so it's, it's kind of like, scary actually how you're never like you think you can you can't like you know, live up to the, the Instagram <laughs> that model. That means everyone's going to get fat. Everyone's going to start right. avatar mogging. Yeah. Right? Avatar mogging. Because they, use, avatar they use Lensa AI, but not you, the well, Zoomers. Like the newer Zoomers. I, res I will resist that as long as I that's can. Kinda the, that's kind of the interesting thing, though, with like the trans, like the way that things transitioned with bodybuilding is that it did go into a very unnatural phase. Yeah. Right? Like It's who can look the most freakish now. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you look at the people that are just like, I mean, Liver King isn't the most extreme example. I actually think that, He's like, not, no. <laughs> clearly not, because somehow he had people duped into believing that he was natty, which is obviously it's crazy. Kind of a, it's kind of actually a bit lame that he was on so much gear and he was, like, not bigger. He's a small man. <laughs> bigger. He's a small man. Yeah. Like, five, six? Yeah. Five, six, five, eight. You can literally yeah, grab a short, handful short guys get of jacked, his abs. Like, instantly. You wanted to grab yeah, one abs. His abs were mainly in his enlarged guts. Really? Well, he was on. How are they so defined? They're so he, defined, though. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that he might have gotten implants. Uh, it's yeah. very likely that he has bubble gut. I mean, he was on an an, un, an inhumane amount of HGH. Yeah. Whenever he came clean with his protocol or whatever, but um, yeah, like Jesus. this this is a good example. He goes oh my to my God. gym, Nick Walker. Does he really? <laughs> he's really nice, but yeah, he's he's the mutant. That's right. His like, name. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a reasonable name. Like, does he look like that in real yeah, person? Yeah, yeah, he does. He's like extremely wide. It's just crazy. <laughs> How does he to, get through the door? It's just crazy to put on <laughs> that much mass and still retain almost no body fat. Yeah. And the varicose, like they get varicose veins, right? Like the chunky veins. Yeah, At yeah. what point does it become not healthy again? Right, because I oh, feel well, like I mean, that's the things that it takes to get that level of mass is, is very unhealthy. It's going like yeah. their lifespans are getting right. cut yeah. by ten or right. twenty. They have to be yeah. right. Right. It's like it's like you go to the gym to get healthy, but then you go so much and you go overboard that you're mm -hmm. back to being unhealthy again. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, kind of why I said the I, dysmorphia and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of why I said it, it, it saddens me that the the emphasis is like so heavily oh, aesthetics. on aesthetics, yeah. right? Because like. For us, I mean, you know, granted, I grew up in a very small town and like you just don't look at the cover of magazines and think that you belong or anything like that. But we walked into this dusty little basement with this five, six tall hick with a mullet prancing around in army pants with his hands behind him. his, jacked out of his gourd. And we're just like, who is this guy? And, it, you know, he's like a green beret, black belt. It's kind of like been, the place we went to in Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Garage. Uh, yes, yes. Actually, uh, only way more jacked than that guy. That guy was just kind of like old man strength. Like yeah. he looked like he bailed hay. So many guys in Tahoe work out in jeans. Yeah. So you know they're strong. Probably yeah. no, they weren't They were doing random weird stuff like oh. swinging the lap pull down around. I don't know what they. It was weird. Yeah, working out in jeans is a is a clear indicator of true like gritty strength. They got cowboy boots on. 
Well, it's no, snowy they just up have, there. have like sneakers and jeans yeah, and like a t-shirt. You're either really strong or you don't know what's going on. That's right. No, no one, no one works out in jeans that can't immediately deadlift 500 pounds. You're either left curve, right <laughs> yeah. curve. Instant. <laughs> if yeah. if you're if you're right curve, it, it, it's clear. You're just like, oh, that's that's Timmy. Yeah, well, like, don't but mind him. Nowadays, he's special. like literally, like there's like a, a site called Rascal for like gym apparel, and they made jorts. Like that's jean crazy. short gym shorts that sounds like something my nephew would wear he's like all something Landon would he's wear. all up on those fucking trends that i hate the like the hoochie daddy <laughs> shorts yeah yeah. yeah, the hoochie. I see. I see them. It's the hoochie guys. My nephew has like. <laughs> weird. My nephew has like. <laughs> no joke. He has like thirty-three inch thighs, and his calves are just about as thick as but his thighs I are. I think that's who's supposed to wear the hoochie shorts because because they're know, supposed man. to be like tight. I, I mean, I don't prefer that at all, but I I think that's how they're supposed to look. <laughs> he's like he's like wearing chino shorts, and they look like boxers. But I guess it's the very young, unsettling. Landon, he says the young girls like it. Good for them, I guess. I I I think I I missed that cut off of liking the that's what i'm like, saying like, uh, liking to at, view the upper thigh of again, we're being displaced it's like, happening it's is, happening right before our eyes like this is an ambassador for rascal apparel with the gym jorts squapo go to the picture that guy bang well that's those are pretty long for your standards yeah that's true but like look at those fucking thighs yeah <laughs> jesus right not, but not a very I fair think... comparison the people that are going to wear those jorts are not going to look like that no mm -hmm. it's it's going to be very unsettling. but maybe they can if they start wearing them and get yes the, that's that's the gym strength you know correct that's well, exactly i know what i'm wearing to the gpis perfect <laughs> hoochie daddy shorts i'm happy you to hear wear that a hoochie daddy uh like suit Okay. Get some pants oh, tailored, daddy's... like really short. Have we decided? Coat. Have we decided that Guapo's giving the speech if we win? Why do you guys keep pushing this? Mm, I, I, like I don't that. know. I, I think you. First time hearing. I think he give a great speech. Yeah, exactly. I think you are the guy for the job. He would one hundred percent GP or uh, chat GPT. Chat, it. He would be GPT. like, oh, and, and Robbie's <laughs> innocent. Like he would start to say, he would go off the rails and like start saying weird I'd stuff. Start talking about Dante. Oh, like and... yeah. No, I could definitely see him like giving a very heartfelt three minute speech. And at the end, just like thinking this was his time like, to really live the you, moment Robbie. where he just, raises, <laughs> he just raises his fist. He's like, Robbie J. Lewis, innocent. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. He's like, going to do that. Yeah, and she would, she would be there. And she'd be like, by oh. wink at you. And he just pulls his sign out from yeah, behind like, him. Like, give, you a thumbs up. give the money back, Gary. <laughs> that's actually our acceptance speech. Oh, we're man. all like, whoa, we're, uh, we, we don't we got ambush. <laughs> sign this. I don't know what happened. Come on, Guapo. You got to do well, it's it. It's a little pre presumptuous. We don't know that we're going to win. Oh, I, 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 I think, know, right? I think right. we're an underdog. It's, it's if we win. I think we're an underdog. To who? Um, I think that, well, personally, I think that Andrew Brokus's podcast deserves the thinking poker. Yeah. Um, I agree. But we're also against two other podcasts that have already won it once each as well. Mm -hmm. And my, my instinct is that it's more like, because I think it goes to a panel vote after the finalists are solidified mm -hmm. and my instinct is that yeah, panels will be swayed based off of back-to-back -back versus like making something cyclical i don't know hasn't jamie won the twitter thing like 16 years in a row or something <laughs> i think she won it the first two years but to be fair i think the first two years like she had zero competition okay um where like i don't know what the podcast space looks like like i i'm sure poker in the ears and chip race have both have a huge following i mean i listen to chip race so it's like, I know about that. I, I listen to Thinking Poker. But it's weird because I listen to Thinking Poker religiously only to come to find out that like almost nobody in the community knows about it. Yeah. They need um, to. I think they this is the first good. time. They need yeah. some viral marketing. 
I think this is actually the first time they even made the finals. They're on the they're on the list every year, but mm. every year it seems to be a snub. So my my hopes are that if we lose to anybody, it's to to Brokus. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you think we're a favorite? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I'll nice be, to be I'll nominated. Be, I'll you be know? pissed off if we don't win. All right, good. I like All that. Right, yeah, I like that. Um, Angry poo. But I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> jinx it and be presumptuous, you know. But I'll be pissed if we don't win. That's right. We're we gonna take it up with. Might throw some poo. Uh, the Someone. whole room. I'm gonna say, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Would, would you ever Kanye the the winners? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go up and be like, listen. Uh, I'm gonna let you I'm finish. Let you finish. But <laughs> hey, you know. Poor Taylor. Good job, but like. No. <laughs> Poor Taylor. Is there any chance that that wasn't the exact moment that her claim to fame began? I mean, like that her rise helped. to stardom had to come. I made that bitch Poor famous. Taylor. I mean, come on. Poor Taylor. She's a billionaire. She's yeah. fucking. Poor she's Taylor. Taylor. She's, she's, Taylor. she's taking her private joking. jet to go to 7 Eleven. Okay, listen. Yeah, listen. She's. I, I love those memes of the right. Taylor Swift memes. It's like Taylor going from one end of the room to the other, and she's like a private jet. <laughs> 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 oh man, this whole show is in the muck. I think I it's know. time. I think it's time I'm we like shift so a little ADHD bit of poker. I got like three mm -hmm. hours of sleep. Let's uh, let's get in the muck. <laughs> Cutting my shot. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> you know the hand history. Yeah, I don't. I, he has it. Well, he, he well, you want the, him to do all the work? Well, I Fuck. want him to put the put the uh, you know smooth, you hand guys. up on the <laughs> screen. Smooth, smooth transition there. <laughs> nice. Real good job. I was really expecting gonna... it. Glad we worked this yeah. out pre-production. Yeah. We got the hand in there. Quap. There it is. Okay. <laughs> we uh yeah it's a it's a submission um from I think Hattrick is the name of the Discord account. And uh, yeah, he said, "Did I Rhino five thousand this hand?" Based. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Only Landon knows. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no I, I assume it means did I like really butcher it? Yeah, like, like, somebody's obviously. Username if you or? know, if you really fuck up a hand, like you go to the gas station to get a dick pill, you know, it's like you really fucked up. <laughs> you Rhino five thousand explained this pill? to me on the pod the other day, and still in my head, Rhino five thousand was that like bed liner spray that you can get for your truck. Yeah, that's I what, what I was about. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like if you brutally fuck it, you wait, Rhino 5000. I thought those right. were called extends. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Okay. But Rhino okay. 5000 is, that's where we're going it's with. A, it's a dick pill. I am not putting <laughs> okay. a Rhino 5000 in my body. I'm right. just saying. <laughs> they said he was shocked at, uh, at the villain's um, hand at Showdown and he said he loves the pod. Long time listener and sub. <laughs> Thank you. Was, Thank you. Was, was hoping uh, video form would be easier, and he said he's hopefully Landon is in for this one, and he Landon is in he for is this in. one. So okay, so he's uh, here. He's playing it. Oh, um, by the way, shout Texas. out to Bankroll dot pokerbankrolltracker.net i use this do you yeah it's, it's, the it's best. great yeah it's, it's it really, really great is. they should sponsor yeah. us because i actually really love the product mm -hmm. me too and they're super open to feedback uh i think it was a year and a half ago i was like uh hey i i want to see what my true results are because you can right, like, put the these sell action and, and stuff yeah it's so good and it was segregated and they're like oh we'll take care of it and within like a week there was just a toggle where you could have like your mm -hmm. true results and then your results after selling. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, one day I tried all of them and like that was the best one by far. Yeah, yeah. man, this is this is nice free ad time. For I, know. I know, right? So this well, is a little yeah. taste of what you can get <laughs> yeah. if you sponsor us. Right, we'll we really, love your we'll product. We'll really go for you if, if you, if you uh, <laughs> But I actually us. do, like I wouldn't mind advertising them. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, so Hattrick's here at, uh, he's down in Texas playing 1-3. Okay. He got the straddle on. Looks sure, like they're about they uh, 900 effective. All right. He's got uh, 
two queens. He's got a queen of clubs and the queen of hearts. So yeah. he's under the gun. He opens the 20. Uh, low jack folds. Villain is in the cutoff. Calls. And then the button calls as well. And uh, folds around. So the flop comes queen, Hello. four, three, okay. all diamonds. Monotone, all yeah. diamonds, right? right? So he's got, up here. Got, top, got top set. Uh, he decides to lead out for about quarter pot, yep. 25. What they do in Texas. Right? Uh, villain calls. Okay. Button folds. Uh, it has uh, him clicking. Looks like he oh, raises. sorry. I'm oh. sorry. Villain did raise. Villain clicked. Interesting. Yeah. So he, mm. he just, he bets mm. quarter pot and villain just clicks it to oh, 50. Click it. All right. Yep. I like it. And uh, okay, so I he like decides. It when we have queens, right? Yeah, so he right. decides to just call. Okay. And the turn is the uh, an offsuit ace. He checks, I believe, <laughs> and villain uh, okay. leads small again quarter. Oh yeah. The villain leads quarter, which mm. is strange. Rhino five thousand. He calls, <laughs> and then the river is now an offsuit eight, and this is where the hand gets a little, jam? little strange. Now it gets he checks. strange. It, well, it gets yeah, it does kind of get some gets a little strange. Okay. So he checks. Villain what? But oh my god, again, he same bet him. Which is literally a yeah, same bet him. So it's, uh, I bet 50 into 300. So 20. he old man geo sized. Right. <laughs> Where so he same bet weird. him three right. times. So he's sitting there with top set. He's probably thinking, like, well, I, I need to get value for my, more yeah. value for my hand. Yeah, so he I like raises. That idea. Yeah. He raises kind of too small. Way right? too small. So he goes, yeah. uh, villain makes it 50. He check raises to 160. Okay. Right. So very, very small. And villain calls and shows a pocket aces. Oh, wow. With the ace of diamonds. Oh, wow. So he turned top set Sheesh. and had the, had the flush draw well, to, we, to go with it, but it never materialized. Murder. Yeah. So, yeah, we this should, was a very, very strange, That's very strange hand. Just a, It was like very, very two really big hands that weren't putting a lot of money in the pot. Okay, let's, uh, let's discuss what makes this an in-the-muck submission before we go to the sim because honestly i can see the smoke already coming out of landon's <laughs> computer it's uh, like a hand you'll see in the daily I'm, I'm not sure that we're gonna see much uh we're not gonna have a lot to glean from the solve here it's just gonna say yeah. you both fucked up this remember is a, when it's i said a hand that doesn't like happen well i said uh i didn't bring my computer today and then i saw the hand i'm like you know what <laughs> You're not gonna well, do that, there will be some things that we can glean from the solve in the sense of like how he should be approaching a monotone board with right. top set. Right, and I think that's how very important. The response should take place, but in this particular instance, I think what really qualifies this as being muck driven is uh, kind of the notion that when facing these obscure raises, um, treating them for what they are. Right, so you got clicked on on the flop. Well, what's the difference between getting clicked on and getting like 3X'd, right? Mm -hmm. I would imagine if you're holding top set, there's a lot more fear facing a 3X raise than there is a click. Right. But... Um, Depends who's doing it. Yeah, that's fair too. Uh, the, the point I'm trying to arrive at though is getting raised is getting raised, right? So first... The IP raise multiway in low stakes cash is just nutted. Yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah. It's a little bit scary. Um, but the good news is top set of Queens has a lot of equity against all the scary hands, i.e. flushes, yeah. Yeah. uh, and we beat worse sets. So first and foremost, I guess like the decision to bet, I think is a close one. And that's something that we should examine in the sim is how often does he lead, uh, out of position on a monotone board? Not that often. I would guess very infrequently like, as well. I think we prefer check raising. Uh, or, or just checking yeah, check in general. Sure. Right, yeah. Um, and I would imagine that, you know, when we do lead, it's probably uh, with a very precise range. Mm -hmm. Like bottom set would be much better, right? You would think. Yeah. But uh, we'll... Like check raising all of that stuff, I think. 
Uh, well, you're a little bit out there. Yeah, is check it? on a monotone board. I don't know if you want to be. Checked. I mean, the thing is, like, up. the thing is, you get to do <laughs> it. Flush. You yeah, get you to really do it with all of it. I'm a, I'm a rich whale now. Well, I'm an aspiring rich whale. <laughs> uh, when I return to poker, I will be fully recreational, Perfect. and it's going to be amazing. That's yep. a beautiful thing. Um, and then second, you know what game you're in. I will. <laughs> So then secondly, what we have to examine is what happens whenever our opponent sizes down on what is effectively a good range card for both in the sense that our bet call range is going to include the ace of diamonds a lot mm -hmm. and their imposition raising range is also going to include the ace of diamonds a lot. So what effectively happens on the turn is imposition should now basically have no bluffs because their bluffs have turned into top pair. Mm -hmm. Out of position now is pretty heavily dense to bluff catchers and then like some traps. So again, they're going to kind of struggle to have bluffs, but they'll still have some king of diamond in range that maybe in position won't. So now it becomes a question of how are we supposed to handle uh, in position reopening the action for this small size? Um, I think everything as played was pretty good obviously we'll find that his check raise size on the river is way too small either you don't check raise or your hand is just worth way more pot share than like quarter pot yeah it's it was like you chose. when you reopen the action like you're allowing the action to be reopened so then you have to get your value for like for the for the fact that you're you're letting the action reopen right right yeah so i think that you would probably fit sets and flushes like smaller flushes all mm -hmm. into the same sizing scheme it's probably going to be somewhere around like half to three quarters pot. Right. Um, but the bigger question is, or the, the more zoomed out question is, what drives uh, our check raising range on the end? Uh, and what do we expect worse can call, right? So like what types of hands are we targeting that choose to reopen the action again for a third time? Also like what are, and what, could call. what would we bluff with too? Yeah. I mean, we should land there with a lot of naked diamonds. Yeah. Um, so we can examine like what the specific candidates yeah. are. I think he's almost certainly targeting uh, either a smaller set or like aces up. Aces up would be yeah. a big part of it, but right. it's hard because he flatted in position. So on ace queen four three, uh, where he raises on flop, there's no, there shouldn't be any offsuit ace four ace three. As soon as I right. heard like, oh, surprised to see his hand. Um, I knew it was going to be aces. Really? Flatted. Yeah, because like, what else would you be surprised that flatted? I thought it was going to be like... It's Texas game. Like, yeah. like they'll Six, flat like, anything. Like, like king but, four suited or Or something. like ace jack of diamonds. Yeah, but the, that, that wouldn't, wouldn't be expect. surprising. Yeah, that's... Like yeah. aces is the only hand that would be like, why would he flat that? It's really yeah. great because we're going to have kings, a we're going to have a hand to discuss tomorrow during Strat Chat that was submitted by Team Lucky that is very, very, very similar to this one. Yeah. I, I won't spoil it, but... Uh, We'll, we'll discuss it tomorrow. All right. Child of the Sim. What does the smoky machine say? Um, I'm, I'm broken. It. I'm broken. It, 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 it. Uh, so this is, I just kind of ran it for gun, gun, gun eight versus I hijack. Off, I'm sorry. Let me just do this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you that's, look so uh, angry. That's good. Get it out of the way. Angry wizard. Uh, so it looks like I gave the, that's flop SPR a little bit more because the guy called on the button but then folded right. and yeah. otherwise we're not going to really get any sort of principles whatsoever but here we are. <laughs> it looks like for the under the gun player there's not that many bets but more than I thought there was going to be. Why is it exactly ace four and king jack and king nine that are going I so I kind of had to custom these ranges as a whole just because who knows how much he's opening pre with the straddle. Right, And yeah. then who knows how much this guy's calling behind because if he has aces. I think the range is pretty reasonable. I'm just curious why these well, candidates are... Well, this is my are, range. Are I, they, I gave this flushes? range. 
uh, right. I'm not arguing with the range. I'm asking. No. Sure. They're just random King nine. It's uh, I'm, yeah. I'm questioning why it's so condensed to ace four, King nine and King Jack. I do not know. These are the words, these questions. They haunt me just as much as they haunt you. Sir. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So anyways, this is what it comes up with. I'm not sure necessarily what's going on, but like, I don't think anybody knows what's going on. I mean, six, five, five, four makes sense. Yeah. I mean, gutters are nice. You don't really want to use the flopped flush. You kind of want to have it as a check raise. And then you want to have the other ones to potentially bluff some four flushes as well as unblock some of the high Broadway cards for the in-position player that did not flop anything good and are probably going to fold. So this is kind of the strat. Queens, you can get in there a little bit, just kind of mix it up. Mostly want to be checking to protect your range. And then you want to be betting some of your flushes, uh, like ace four and then like ace deuce a little bit, I imagine the lower ones to unblock the high cards for the in-position player if you did happen to flop Maybe the flush as well. Maybe ace four and king nine because you can turn gutters and barrel? Uh, or like turns draws and barrel? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. But you can also make like worse or better fold. Uh, yeah, you can definitely make better fold. And I guess you just like stab once and then like let's just say the turn is the you diamond. Turn... You just kind of give up. You can't really turn much. King nine with a queen and turn... Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you just like turn extra help, but like that. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so like, like on a deuce of diamonds, maybe you you, you use the king nine to to try to bluff a little bit. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. You do get to use it to bluff. Is you just kind of have your worst king right. high, as you don't really have much garbage in your range. Anyways, so <clears throat> when we see here, it looks like in position player doesn't really play many raises. So here we are. Wonderful. Well, we've broke the sim already we, on well, flop. Yeah, yep. So <laughs> I just kind of gave a range that looks something like this, I imagine. Like some three betting with aces sometimes gives some traps, I imagine. Maybe there's some, some meta I don't know about. And it looks like you're continuing pretty straightforwardly where you, if you have a queen, you call. If you have a diamond, you call. Sometimes you actually have to float some of this king jack stuff to have bluffs later. And then your offsuit, king x, you can start folding if you don't have a diamond. So this is a great question to then ask you because it's relevant to your bet. How does one deal with a non-existent theoretical line when they encounter it in practice? I don't know, man. Maybe I should get plus 150 before I answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no. He'll play that shit. Well, it's just more so like when you, when you take... It's not... It's kind of when, when the sim breaks... You kind of have to take the spot for what it is and you have to say, okay, like, what do I have versus what do I think is going on? And when somebody raises in this spot, it's more likely to be valued than not. Yeah. Right. And the bluffs that you are going to see are going to be equity driven versus not. Yeah, they're going to be like single diamond. It'll be, ace, it'll be like ace king or something and somehow that's a bluff, you know, ace king with a diamond. <laughs> and a lot, of, a lot of this is born off the fact that the imposition range just can't really construct a polarized range, right? Like it can't even really find the proper candidates to balance value with. So it's just choosing to play trap. Right. Because your bluff needs to be ace king with a diamond, which is too good for the price that you're getting right. with the two overs and the right. flush draw. Right. So it's not like you have... Like you just don't like have your enough... your worst hands are just still high equity hands. Yeah, you don't have enough yeah. offsuit ace x that possesses right. a diamond to do this with. And right. then it's like a torch to take a hand like nines with a diamond and start bluffing with those. Yeah. Right. Cause you're not bluffing. You have nines with the diamond right. on queen seven. Right. Three. Your bottom of range is too strong and your top of range isn't strong. I feel enough. like in spots like these is sort of when your pool 
like your read on pool tendencies just comes in because to me like whenever i've gotten raised ip and low stakes multi-way on the flop they just have a set or like yeah. a flat i mean they just have something good well, right. what, they, what right. happened but, to it the happened, player but i know that because I, pay, I paid them off so many times <laughs> <laughs> right. just pay with yeah, kings or whatever well, in the yeah, small player pay. pool like this the lower stakes stuff the big sort of takeaway is when obscure actions happen from an aggressive node most of the time like they're breaking flow in a way that normally doesn't happen right you know yeah. like most yeah. of the time in this is like stakes, being led into on king seven deuce rainbow it's like they mostly see bets and then calls or if they check check then they want to bet because now it's their turn right. mm. the raising is like the whoa like you're not supposed to do that like unless you yeah, got a really good hand yeah. right so there that begs the question then do you take a hand as strong as top set and turn it into one of your bluff catchers or are you more inclined to start funneling a bunch of money into the middle I'm because funneling. they're too middled? Funneling. It depends if I have plus 150 or not. <laughs> yeah. But no, like, it's just one of these spots to me where all of the hands that they do have in this spot, they are going to probably continue when they do raise as they're going to be some queen X. There's going to be some flopped flushes as well, already as well. Probably some of the smaller ones. Like I didn't add 10-9 or 9-8 in the range, but maybe they call pre in a tournament versus in a cash like, game with an ante and a straddle. I just said over said it then if this happened. I'd be like, oh, let's go. We're running it. I think it's... <laughs> well, this is the call it like live sense of person where some people will never raise a set because a flush is there. Uh -huh. And right. some people will raise a set because a flush could get there. Exactly. Which I feel like is more common. Either way, I would just be inclined to call flop expecting a bet on the turn and then reevaluate. Like... As played, I would be heavily inclined to check raise the turn because of the small size. Right. I don't. I guess I'm gonna no right, block because, like, some equity because if for they him. have like Ace of Diamonds, then they probably will bet bigger on turn because they'll think that you have a worse diamond, right? Like. Well, I just think that like when that small bet comes through on the turn, it's not flushes anymore because yeah. like flushes are gonna feel some urge to protect slash get the money in. Yeah. Uh, so when the small bet comes through, I don't know if it's the naked ace of diamonds is just turn top pair that they're getting greedy with. I don't know if it's an under set that again, they're just like feel the need to bet twice, but don't feel like they can bet large. Uh -huh. Um, but also all my flushes are going to check call flop as well. Cause I feel like three betting the flop hurts you in the sense that it puts them on guard. And now they start to shed the bottom faster where they might just continue to bet the bottom because okay. they're already so funneled into strong hands. Mm -hmm. Right? Like the bottom of range is going to be a hand, like we said, ace king with a diamond, ace queen with a diamond, these types of hands that they're just overvaluing in a spot that uh, they should actually be choosing to bluff catch with these hands. So if that's the case, I'm going to let them overvalue it again on the turn before now I make them scared by putting in a large raise where now maybe they feel committed. Right. They've improved in a certain way. Maybe now they have top two with ace queen and a diamond. Like we really got them fucked. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to, I hate this game. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to node lock like some sort of reasonable hands and like combos for in position. Yeah. So I'm going with like ace queen with a diamond maybe. I think you could just, you could just node lock by suit. Um, How do you do that? Uh, so there's a way that you can sort by suit. I think it's the, okay. yeah. So if you filter by suit. Off suit, diamond. Yeah, and then you could just like increase that to like a higher frequency. Uh, I just gave quarter, but maybe it's 50-50. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll try. Yeah, you gotta, like, gotta include aces and kings, obviously. Right, right. of course. <laughs> and then you probably just want to sort by like double suit diamonds and then have him raise like all of his flushes. Well, yeah, we'll give some. 
I guess we'll go half 50 50. Well, maybe you maybe have it, you have it sorted trap. by both now, yeah. Both, yeah. So, king 10 of diamonds, six five some of the time, I guess, five four if he has it, who knows, jack 10 some of the time, sure. Like, he doesn't have that many, I guess, who knows, Mr. Fantastic, right? So that's five four, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Justice Dude. for invisible woman, that's what I said. <laughs> That's Why is she up. the worst That's one? Really messed up. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell alone. the WPA. Leave me alone, he said. Leave me alone. My best act. <laughs> so yeah, so queens, you kind of get to do whatever you want. Uh, you can choose your own adventure and go for big rays and hope that they have the ace king with the diamond. But mostly, you're just gonna flat. And it's not. Necessarily... It's interesting that it is doing a lot of raising with the nut flush. Yeah, I mean, they're just condensed towards value, so we just like right. say like, all right, like yeah. you got a good hand, like I got a good hand. The, like, the problem so with this, so this is where I think the, the disconnect between the solve and reality comes into play is the solver doesn't understand that humans act on a plane where they will bet to see where they're at, right? So when he raises in position small like this, it's a feel, a feeler play mm -hmm. to some degree, right? And if you take the nut flush and you just start cramming a bunch of chips in the middle, they're going to go, huh, I knew it. You got it. All right, buddy. I pass. Sometimes, or they're they're only raising with something that they're not gonna let go of on the flop. Like, well, it's hard if you have the nuts. I got I got check raised when I I flopped the nut. I this earlier this week. I I literally flopped the nut flush. I had like queen. I think I had queen jack and it came ace king something. And I got check raised, and I'm just like, oh, this that's just a small flush. But if I if I like re-aggress, they might find the fold, right? Right. So yeah, I have yeah. to just call, and they bet yeah. real small on the turn. And yeah. I'm like, and I like call it again, and then the river uh, paired. That's the worst. And they check. Yeah. And I bet, and then and then they call. Cry call. Yeah. Right. Like, but like it's I didn't know like I'm like how do I get more like yeah. is, is there I was like is there any really thing I can do? And I said I said to him I was like yeah if I like re-raise you in the flop he's like oh I probably fold yeah really they're yeah. just so accustomed to like, I feel like I've gotten well, like, paid what, off what, there because a lot. like yeah. nope yeah like in this pool like nobody like your, on a monotone your, board your is gonna three bet ass. without like the nut flush. It's just not that fear of running into the nut flush. Yeah, it's just not that hard for even the worst players in a pool to think do I beat value and come mm -hmm. to the conclusion of no. Yeah. Like if you have a five five flush and you ask yourself like, oh, this guy just three bet the flop, do I actually beat any value? Maybe here? people just call maybe people just call me light. I it's, feel like they think they think a lot of times like it's a draw of some sort. But like, it, yeah. he's also right, because like what hands am I what hands that don't beat a flush. Am I going to three bet him with there? Only bluffs, like, but only like, like the nut even flush draw. Like but even nut, like your yeah, bluffs I mean, are I, very I incentivized. I, yeah, probably yeah, maybe the, the nut flush blocker, like obviously. But, but like, even that's not super incentivized. You, right. You have position. You I can just, just call. Feel like exactly. sometimes you can yeah. tell when someone doesn't want to fold, and then you just get all in. Well, yeah, that's but we true can't. Too. We can't measure that yeah, here. No, we can't. Cool. We can't. Right. Well, if I look that into this wizard, then the wizard will say, "Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it until I'm right." Okay. Yeah. When it comes, it's weird because like the way that I. I would see a solve response here would like be something along the lines of wanting to raise more of the high low kickers that don't interfere with the flushes for hijack what i mean by that is like ace jack you don't really want to raise because you block jack 10 suited but a hand like ace deuce of diamonds would be nice as you the deuce of diamonds doesn't exist in the hijack range right it's like there's no double diamond hands that contain a deuce of diamonds so why would i want to raise ace jack of diamonds mm -hmm. but more of the story being their raise, if it's too high equity dense and their bluffs are just really good hands, it's okay to just say like, fuck it, we ball. Like, I'm just going to re-raise with my hands that can potentially stack off. 
Uh, shout out to Under the, the Machine thinking that like using 7.6 as a 3-bet is a good idea. <laughs> Bad idea. So uh, he raises, we call, and the turn is the Ace of Spades, right? Mm-hmm. And we check, as we do. Machine's so broken, it's activating all-in strategy. <laughs> so we can lead now as most of our hands like kind of connect in some regard, I would assume. He's not, and I wouldn't lead either, as like I kind of just let the guy do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna get this away because it's not very helpful. So we just have pure check. Yeah, I would never lead this turn. So we check, and he now goes for 10.3, is like B30. How much did he, how much did he bet? In uh, 50 into. He bet 15 to like 300, I think. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. that's correct. 50 into one set. Sorry, hold on. Because this is a B40 size. Looks like 50 into 145. Oh, so like B33. Like, be sure. Let's go to 10. 50 into 220. Sorry, Landon. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, the, oh, river, the sure, river is so when he bet 50 into 3. It's like 25%. Okay. Quap. <clears throat> yeah, quarter pot. Quap. <laughs> like the game, like the Olympic game, we had to move the guy. Well, for when I was growing up, a quap was a quarter pound. I see. Weed. Got it. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, McDonald's. Me too. Anyways. <laughs> so for turn, he does get to do this sometimes, I suppose. Uh, aces is going to want to do it all the time as you have three aces with the diamond. You need to get some money in and you have to hope that your opponent has something decent where if the gun eight player wants to put in a raise with some hands you don't really care because you can make a flush, you can make a full house, you could set up or set them sometimes as seen. So you just kind of want to put some money in and then you want to use King Jack as well. And here's kind of where the machine breaks more is you'll see like some of the hands that exist for the hijack are supposed to be hands like sixes with no suit, uh, six, five. Weird. So like these hands that it's just trying to pull from somewhere. Yeah. So it's very, it's very like, difficult. Where, where am I? It's like, where, where am I bluffing? Like, where, <laughs> like, where are my bluffs now? You know? How do I get they, here? Where are my bluffs? They don't exist. Yeah. So <clears throat> hijack uh, goes quarter. And now with queens, you're like, you know what? I'm kind of scared because he could have a flush and he could have really good hands. But uh, I don't want to play for all of it right now. Mm -hmm. And you mostly want to try to make a boat or sometimes four flush check check is nice for you. Is that, is that 18%? Uh, not with queens, not just with, with range. Oh, yeah, okay. Like king, queen, no suit, you want to fold. <laughs> I was like, what the? Tens with a diamond, you're kind of mad now. Not king, sure. jack with a diamond, you're kind of mad now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and things along these lines. You actually start bluffing with ace of diamonds, jack, but mm -hmm. that's a little bit adventurous because you block the aces for them and you block their flushes. But once again... They're probably more weighted towards value. We call, and the river is an offsuit eight, right? Like eight of clubs or something? Eight yeah. Of clubs? yeah, eight of clubs. So we check, because we don't want to bet into him. And then he went. So his, his size here. Now he goes like one six pot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Really. What's the machine thing of that? Machine likes using pot here as him, so one six of that is probably not going to be too... Too thrilling. <laughs> so, so they, five big blinds, five straddles are, have gone in the middle because I'd reduce the SPR. 
And now it doesn't want to use it at all, really. It wants to go all in, unless you got aces. The custom bet, yes, yes. The custom bet. Aces is pure. That's so funny. It is pure 16% when given the option. This is like, all right, you know Too what? good to jam. Yeah, you can't Ridiculous. pilot. So, well, because Queens probably becomes indifferent. we're running this hand is third. If you, you. If, <laughs> if you jam aces, I'm sure Queens just like starts folding. This hand folding. is just like not going to happen that often. Yeah, like Kings. Well, the hand's like, in the muck. Queens, you actually, wow, you actually just call because it's like, what do you get called by? As mm -hmm. Well, it's also because the... The only, the only the combo is aces. The only yes. betting aces. Right, there. the driving <laughs> hand is aces. Like Ace mm -hmm. King is going to start checking That's back funny. a ton. Ace of it's weird. Like, is this a is this a bluff? I don't know. You know, like if are we if we jam Ace King with the diamond, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it has it to be right if I you're not if you're not jamming. I mean, aces. King Ten suit is indifferent, right? Yeah, so it is Queen, a bluff. Queen's pure folds versus jam jam. Yeah, wow. so you just good luck. <laughs> right. So yeah, Queens. Like, I guess the issue here is raising is mildly thin in the machine just because of the range that it wants to. Go five. Well, with, the, machine, the machine's actually it, dead. Right? Look, we don't, we don't really have to go any further. We, I Thank think we you. have our answer. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, feels, it feels so... I'm done. It feels so weird, like, running a hand like that. Well, I think we have our answer, but the, the point is... I'm in the muck now. Too, too, yeah, early, well, well, too yeah. early with this. Yeah, uh, we still have we still have to discuss what's going on here. This type of arrogance is what's going to have Jbex fucking mop the floor oh, with you. Come okay, come on, I like, say that. <laughs> I'm invested. No. You can't treat these things as so trivial. This happens all the That's fucking true. time, it, it does all happen. the time. It's true. And the the fact of the matter is, Go I, to the jewel. I do think that the machine illustrates what's mostly important there, which is by the time you land at river through this line, there aren't. There's no constructed bluffs. You just can't have them, right? Like, no matter what range we give hijack, no matter. I feel like we can decide that on flop. Well, we d we did. That's that's what I mean. Like when you start to reverse engineer, we recognize like, okay, when he clicks, there isn't enough naked diamonds here. Like there isn't enough naked ace of diamonds. Yeah. There isn't enough naked, because uh, like for him to even have naked ace of diamonds. We're giving him traps like aces, ace king, ace queen. Hands that he should be three better, right. but he and, did and not, like, chose to not. And we, that happens a lot in, of live, course, in the live realm. Of course, and we could sure. we could expand it to have him having ace jack off, ace ten off, perhaps. Course, yeah, those hands don't get three bet nearly. But at some point we should. at some point we hit uh, a cutoff, right? Where even the looser players in the game aren't going to be flatting like a seven off all that often. Right. Or, mm -hmm. And when they are generally, when you find people who flat too widely pre the ace, eight, the ace sevens, the ace six, ace five offsuits, they don't raise flop. Yeah. Right. They don't yeah. turn oh, it into a sure bluff. Not. Right. Yeah. Right. And especially not for a click, the click just reeks of a hand that is winning in their mind, but is maybe too weak to be all in at this particular juncture mm -hmm. of the hand, mm -hmm. right? So I think like that's the signal to take away. And by the river through the sim, it illuminates why, yeah. right? It illuminate, it demonstrates to you what happens when you're against a bounded range that doesn't mm -hmm. possess bluffs. Like in the impositions player's mind, he's like, oh, wow, okay, well, we got this board. I'll click when he calls... When a brick I'll rolls off, turn. I'll just check back turn. Right. Not, but then he turns top set. He's like, now I got to get value. Right. His sizing is almost like kind of... Or is like mergy sizing because yeah. he's like 
well, just in case he has a flush, I don't want to bet too much. Right, because now if he three bets me, I can comfortably call, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's okay. Right. And like Brian said, if the turn is just like an offsuit deuce, he might just derive like, oh, my aces are just not worth as don't much. Don't want to get check raised here. Don't want to just right. Yeah, it's like a weird hedgy side. It's it's also a byproduct of like feeling like you missed the three bet pre. Right. right? Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, I didn't three bet this hand pre. Now we're multi way because like now that you're multi way, you want the guy behind you coming in. You yeah. have the ace of diamonds. Right. Right. Up. But he's actually shutting him out because. He's like, well, I didn't three bet pre, so I got to build this pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me click here. Uh, it's small enough where if the guy behind me flopped the flush, he might just cold call mm-hmm. or three bet small enough that I can continue. You know, it's a mm-hmm. lot of like micromanaging the specific spot in the moment. And this is how the majority of the weaker pools play. That's true. They're street by street, decision by decision, hand by hand, not range considerate. Not like there global is, strategy there is considerate. Like a, I mean, I don't know if logic's the right word, but there is a logic. Like they are fall. It's not like they're just doing whatever. Like Correct. they are doing something that they might repeat at some point. Exactly. It appears random, but yeah. you're right. It's derived from uh, specific lines of thinking. Yeah, there's a process that are very limited to the scope through which they see the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and when you're, I want these certain things to happen, exactly. so I act this way, so they happen. But a lot of times, it's out of their control. Correct. Yeah. And the and the issue then becomes, or the trap, I would say, becomes for like really good players whose scope is broadened mm-hmm. and sees the game from a global level, from a range versus range, uh, in uh, comparison and and everything else. You get lost because this is noise to you, mm-hmm. you know. But for them, it's it's not noise. It's very specific. And it's very driven by the way that their brain is calculating this in the moment thing. Mm -hmm. So there is absolutely a lot to be derived from having a a finger on the pulse for the way that people see uh, these spots and the mistakes that they're going to make. And that's the biggest takeaway that I think is worth noting is that when people say GTO doesn't apply to my game, well, I would just argue that you're applying it incorrectly. It absolutely applies. It will show you how to take advantage of the mistakes that are being made, you just have to be able to draw one-to-one parallel. Like it's right? not surprising to see that Queens calls River B13 right. mm-hmm. based off of the custom range because in these spots, call it in <coughs> the bigger field versus the high roller scene, is the high roller scene is very range versus range dependent as people don't want to get exploited or have people start folding really good hands right. or, or start folding bluff catches pure where they don't have bluffs. But in the live smaller stakes environment, it's spot versus spot. Of mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this spot right now, I have this hand. What do I want? Right. He's choosing to reopen for thirteen percent pot in a spot where he could just check down and win. Right. That's not nothing. Right. We know already that it's not a bluff. Now it just becomes a matter of like, well, is it ever ace queen? Is it ever ace king? And for the reasons that I can't say no, I I don't fault the raise. I don't either. And the raise is even like a small size. It's kind of sick. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe I would argue that the raise is a little bit too small. Like you at least want to give ace king and ace queen a decision. You don't want them to just happy call and just be like, oh, whatever. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Maybe tack another hundred dollars on there. Mm -hmm. If you value cut yourself, you value cut yourself. But the bigger, the bigger thing to take away is that if he sees this spot a dozen times and plays it out the exact same way every single time, he's probably going to value cut himself 11 out of 12 times right right and that then becomes the issue and we can glean that simply by running a locked version of this like that's a that's a dirty sim that that by no stretch of the imagination is that output anywhere remotely close to accurate as far as like 
uh, how you should theoretically approach it, but it doesn't matter because the bigger principle that you're able to extract out of it is simply that when a range that doesn't possess enough bluffs starts to take aggressive action, we can then counter very exploitatively. And that's exactly what happens. You see that uh, hands that should be willing to play for much greater portions of the pot, like top set, smaller flushes, things of that nature. set over set and he didn't get stacked. Right. It ends, mm -hmm. up, it ends up funneling itself to bluff catching with those types of hands. And then hands that should otherwise be utilized as bluffs themselves or, you know, whatever, shift strictly into give-ups. So you go into this heavy exploitative mode where it's just like, if this guy puts in a big bet at any point, I might fold top set or second set now based off of what the turn card mm -hmm. is. Um, and of course, that comes with having some vision over what his flat calling range is, which we clearly don't have. But we are able to marry the actions that are taken with a presumptive range, right? His, his flat calling range might be incredibly wide, but the hands that he selects to min raise with on the flop is incredibly narrow. And that's the only range that really matters, right? We yeah. can just limit him to that range whenever we run the spot and we'll still take away the same, uh, the, the, the same theoretical principles, right? And that's all that truly matters. That's what we're studying for. That's how we utilize Sims to play exploitatively. It's not about trying to get into the weeds and say like, oh man, if he see bets a little bit too big here with way too many hands, like I'm picking up one tenth of a pot of an EV. It's like, yeah, that's nice. But like, that's also going to require a really sharp eye versus somebody that you have pretty fair knowledge of their strategy over. Mm -hmm. Let's just take the low hanging fruit. Yeah. You know, I guess like the way that I see these things when it comes to the whole is that like theory doesn't work in my games it's like okay i'd rather have a swiss army knife than a pocket knife in some cases yeah where the pocket knife is just like okay i've thing. seen well no swiss army knife is like you have extra tool, like you have extra tools, tools on, on. Oh, like okay. extra, just extra shit point being the like, pocket knife can just see that this guy has really good hand like i don't want to go too crazy here i've played enough spots versus machine like call it it's like swiss army knife just saying okay I know things like this. I've seen so many things. This tool, like the pocket knife, is the correct tool for this spot. Correct. Where you play somebody really good, you're like, you know what? I don't know what he's doing. I need to know what the counter is to playing a non-exploitable strategy. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really great analogy. Uh, and I think you can even apply it specifically to the spot in the sense that when the uh, fourth diamond comes off or the board pairs, now the correct tool is not necessarily the pocket knife right? You'll have times where you have the ace of diamonds facing this min raise in position and the fourth diamond rolls off. You'll have times where you have this top set and the board pairs. Now you do need to find one of those other tools because what happened is this guy turned his hand face up on the flop right. and now you've improved. Mm -hmm. So how do you continue to extract value from somebody who's playing very transparently and is fearful of the fact that they've gotten sucked See, out on some period I of time? Of, I like kind of love these spots like because... I just feel like it triggers all memories of the times that I have um, played them, unfortunately. Right. And then I'm like, oh, I know this now. Yeah, yeah. And then it, and then it just becomes so recognizable because you they really I I said before like this doesn't happen that, but actually like these types of things are pretty consistent, even mm. though they seem like they'd be rare. Like, um, in low stakes pools stuff like it's it seems random but actually there is like a line of thinking that is pretty consistent yeah and i feel like once you recognize it you it's very like easy yeah and i think that that is 
you know, bringing this full circle to the to the Becker bet, I think that that's what a lot of people are recognizing from the Becker camp. Yeah. And why that so many people are willing to pile money in on that side is because these little nuances do offer a whole fucking lot of win rate. And the fact of the matter is, early on in these events, you'll be presented a lot of these spots. Mm -hmm. And you'll have the opportunity to potentially bust yourself with top set here versus aces with the ace of diamonds that you never saw being in range or versus a flop flush or whatever. Or you'll be able to navigate your way away losing the minimum, right? Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the differential between trying to win the maximum versus losing the minimum. And there are times to be in both mindsets right like there are times where you have to be trying to win the max there are other times where you're trying to just lose them in so i do understand the value and why people are invested in that sort of strategy as it navigates through a pool that is relatively recreational mm -hmm. the tricky part then becomes when all the money is on the line will there be enough people playing this sort of strategy that you can recoup all of the benefits versus the swiss army knife right. who's capable of just executing a strategy that follows an icm model yeah that's kind of the thing with tournaments is like it sort of starts off as like a low stakes cash game and then you you know yeah it kind of cream It'll rises just, yeah of yeah. course it's just, just a, it's a reverse reverse game where the shallower the spr deeper the more money it's worth yeah and it feels like in the like you play deeper it's like oh i got all these chips it's like well like people can still enter the tournament you're basically playing the same buy and you were just Right. Playing at the start. It, it's a fascinating conversation because I think that it makes, it, it at least presents an appearance of this bet being incredibly fair. And it actually might be. We'll never know. We're not going to be able to see enough iterations of it. But it'll be a fun sweat because we do know that they're going to be navigating these fields in two very, very different veins. Mm -hmm. You know, two very different strategies. I, what are I we really doing for updates? Are we going to yeah. have, you know, some live updates or? Uh, oh, I believe we'll be, so. We'll definitely be updating. You Sounds mean like uh, him taking me. a picture of me getting dusted? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we need more <laughs> we of that. We need more of that. I, uh, I yeah, I really hope this is like, you know, a race to the top kind of thing where you both, both you guys, yeah, we both have just really big summers and it's going back and forth. But really yet fun. at the end I, of the day, someone wins, you know, someone wins a little bit off I mean, the bet I, and you I, both have a really good summer I that'd be great i feel like we there's a do factor here no yeah i think there could be some do, do theories do i don't know but i know that i have way too much skin in the game to root for what lamana just said <laughs> i do not want to be Bury suffering this man yeah like sorry to this man like if you guys break even fine but otherwise fucking bury him because i absolutely don't want to see like them trading off six-figure scores. Yeah. That ain't well, good that for my like, health. Yeah, that would be stressful. <laughs> be uh, that's be, fun. Would, you like the sweat. It would be fantastic for poker if yeah. like they were swapping six-figure scores. Right. Make an FT together. Right. Yeah, I know yeah. I was going to say. Just like throwing that. haymakers back and forth. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah, you definitely want to see more of the offense about right. like, yeah. There's a lot of... It's getting to be a, a bunch of side action now, too. So people... We're months away still. I know. I know. We are months away. So much it's is going to change. closer than you think, Burke. It's closer so much is going to change between now and the end of May. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm the showing up to dailies now, man. I yeah. might win one, and then people are going to be like, <laughs> we, holy need, we need like a live well, That's okay, because Jeremy's going to win like five or six tournaments between well, now and then. So I think, I think the big thing is, uh, you were talking about that spreadsheet. I think like creating a version of it that's public uh, for like the media outlets to latch onto mm -hmm. and you know integrate into their site or whatever, so there's a daily tracker would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think like um, that will then empower them to find situations where like you're both running a day two together uh simultaneously or somebody's making a day two that's actually a sweat imagine if you guys found a table or something together 
I know it would be so. It would be so high. Fucking torture. Just imagine that would be so great. He's gonna be there like his asshole. I would be so drunk. (laughs) <laughs> on the rail you don't know the you don't know the joy of oh. drunk Lamanna on your rail oh. i might make another final table this summer just to experience there you it go, let's do it i'd love to experience it Lamanna Lamanna came to so was it two summers ago i made my last final table i think so I think yeah so. uh no, last summer you did something but it, you i think you got seventh or something i got uh 12th in the 10k oh. mystery bounty it was the year before the year before i went deep i think in the mm-hmm. 2500 or something. i went straight down and started drinking i told everyone and i was like just show up i'll be there with beers i had chip lead i had chip lead with like 25 left uh all the way down through till like 11 left or something like that and then we just hit a, a real stall point but Lamana's there with like you know two tables remaining just throws out the social tweet of hey I'm here on the rail and I got beers. Well, everybody wanted updates too, so I was tweeting oh, all I your updates. That, yeah. yeah, and people yep. just started showing up. Yep, smashing beers with mm-hmm. Lamana on the yeah. rail. Yeah, and then Randall Emmett out of the blue yeah. just <laughs> flies into the Rio. They had to, they had to like escort no, him out. Was it the Rio? Or, no, it I was, think it was yeah. Paris. Two no, it was, it was the, the Rio. Rio. No, yeah. two years ago was was, oh, was I never, Paris. I, the only time was I ever played. Oh, you're right, you're right. It was Paris. Oh, yeah. uh, three years but the, ago th- was the Rio. It was in the Thunderdome. You're on the side table. Right. The Thunderdome yeah. was behind it. Though. Right. It, yeah. You were, yeah. You're a side table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right, because the main event was going on. Remember? And yeah. they were getting mad because they could hear me oh, yeah. on the main event Not coverage. You, Randall. Oh, maybe Randall. Yeah. They they had to like escort the only Randall person that could be louder than right. me. He's just sober, screaming like a madman. I have seven big blinds. Let's go back A. Just raise folding ace ten. Like yeah. <laughs> to, to 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 button this up and, and move on. Good fault, Becky. Good uh, the, fault. There was a spot at the final table where I opened off of like fourteen from the hijack with ace ten off and the cutoff called and he was just a guy that like I had a really good pulse on like the way he was playing. And it came like ace seven four. I think I C bet and he clicked on me. Almost exactly like this hand that we're playing. I peel the turn's a brick, and he jams for like pot and a half. And I just go, I don't know how you fucking have me beat, but I can't possibly win here. And I fold face up, and he shows sevens mm-hmm. for a middle set. I remember that. And it's like, yeah, like that's just worth so much win right. rate. I yeah. mean, it didn't come to fruition. I ended up busting uh, eighth or ninth anyway. But especially when it's your tournament life, potentially. Right. Like, it's mm-hmm. worth so much. It, it, yeah. it still had the opportunity to come to fruition. I ended up right. getting in ace 10 versus 10s for, like, a 22 big blind pot, where it's like, if I suck out there, now all of a sudden that fold ends up being worth, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Right. Which is pretty pretty critical. And being wrong there is equally, you know, costing you mm-hmm. that double up, which right. is, you know, costing you a ton of fucking money. So, yeah, I mean, like, being able to navigate that meta and and having some sort of, like, sense of the mistakes that your opponents are making because they aren't studied. That's that's what it is to be a pro, right, is to take advantage of those who don't care to do the work mm-hmm. and don't just trust that, in well, theory, they're losing. Lazy. There's a lot of, it's a lot of lazy thinking or, like, lazy strategy. Where they're kind by of, them, you're saying, yeah, where yes. they're kind of merging stuff, they're yeah. hedging, and it's very transparent that they're like hedging their bet, like right. they're trying to target like a very like I don't want to target flushes, but right, I do want to right. target hands worse than mine. When really, like you are still targeting flushes, right? But like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like very kind of like lazy thing. You have to left curve it. Yeah. You know, like you just have to like turn your brain off a little. Be like, what would I do if I wasn't thinking? And I think that's that's kind of the problem with like the most studied individuals is that they they have 
kind of turned their brain off in the sense that they trust the strategy to just take hold. Mm -hmm. So they're just executing according to what they know, what they've learned, et cetera, et cetera. And they're not paying close enough attention to the obvious exploit that's available to them. Now, I don't, I don't say that as a sweeping statement. I don't think everybody's doing that. I think that, you know, the most studied, the best of the best are very quick. Pads is a great example. I think mm -hmm. like he's very in tune to his environment and he's very quick to make hero folds. I remember he folded like ace queen on an ace high board versus like one bet whenever he went deep in the tag team and i'm just like what the fuck is going on here man like what are we doing yeah uh but oh, you know it, it, yeah. it just ends up being pretty correct whenever you break down like well what type of range is aggressing here like let me think about the type of hands that they feel like they can call me with pre-flop that type mm -hmm. of stuff you know uh and yeah you just venture being wrong sometimes and that's okay yeah i guess when you're opening yourself up to trying to make big deviations you just have to accept that you're not going to be able to be perfect where right. people will do yeah. things that surprise you um i guess it's kind of funny like and at some point like you don't have a choice and your hands are tied and that's tournaments you know i think that people think that just because you have some sort of live feel or sense that you're not just busting tournaments left and right where sometimes you're just handicapped and it's not your day mm -hmm. where like call it in the daily before prior to the shower pick uh the empty chair it's like guy i've never played with before like probably like mid 30s like but blinds are 1k 1500 he opens the 7000 okay. uh, from low jack and i'm small blind with 16 bigs ace queen suited and i'm like fuck me so i'm yeah. just like all right i guess i'm all in and i'm all and i'm all, and I'm all out yeah <laughs> so parking all, lot. you hit the parking yeah. lot hand so. parking lot hand ace queen suited is nice ace queen off parking lot yeah so pile, and I'm like, okay. Like, and then like he kind of took a while to call. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Probably like maybe like ace-10 off, no, ace you king. know, ace-king off. Yeah, of and it's just like, I was thinking ace-king right. or jacks. Yeah, like. yeah ace-king, jacks, like ace-jack suited. You never really know. Mm. And it's just like, okay, like that's just the spot where you're allowed call, allowed to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like you just yeah. have like part of the, the game is built into just you getting dealt out of the tournament. Of course, yeah. of course. That's a big, big, big underlying factor to this, which is why we're not really going to get to see a true... Uh, man versus machine type of event here, right? Like the sample just doesn't allow for it. But, you know, assuming you guys weave, bob and weave here and there and make a couple deep runs, I think we should get a pretty fun sweat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's the plan. That is the plan. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Melissa, it's a pleasure as always. Thank Don't you. forget, we do have two academies in May, the Cash Academy as well as the MTT Academy. If you guys are getting ready to prep for the WSOP, also, all of March, we're going to be running Dealer Academies. If you guys are interested in any of the above, head to academy.solveforwide.io. Be sure to check it out. You'll find more information on all three uh, if you have any interest there. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon Pacific. We're going to be joined by Matt Hunt talking strat chat. We're going to be covering one of the hands from Team Lucky featuring Matt Glantz. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you guys all then. Peace. Peace.